Welcome, Capital Raisers. We're back, and today we have Nagana Agarai to talk shop about raising capital via networking and going to conferences. Are you guys ready to raise? Hang out with other capital raisers, fund managers, and family offices every Thursday at 11 o'clock a.m. PST at our nationwide virtual capital raising meetup. Register at capitalraisingmeetup.com. Lastly, shout out to our sponsors, Investnext and the Family Office Club. With that, it's Capital Raiser Show episode 292, and it starts now. I have Migena Agarai on the Capital Razor Show. Welcome, my friend. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you, Ruben? I'm great. And it's really good to see you. I think we caught up in, or actually met in Torrance, California. Was it Torrance? Yes, it was. In, Excellent. The Family Office Club. Family Office Wilson. Club. Yeah, yes. those guys are sponsors. The Capital Razor Show Season 3, powered by Pitch Decks, one of his companies. So really good to work with those guys. We spent a few minutes there hanging out. You mentioned that you were really great at networking and connecting with people. For the people that don't know who Migana is, tell us a little bit about your background, how you got involved in real estate investing and raising capital and networking and meeting people and connecting them. Oh, wow. It's a journey. And I feel like it finds you and then you find it. And then it's like a long time friend you haven't seen for centuries. And then you realize one day, wait a second, you look familiar. I like hanging out with you. Let's do this. So this is how I found the capital raising aspect of the real estate. But to go back in history, yeah. I was born and raised in Albania. Albanians love real estate. We, as a family, own properties as well as a lot of land. And then fast forward, I moved to New York City 20 years ago. And of course, began to work and not investing my savings, but just save them at the bank. And for the first decade, I am working in the restaurant business, a lot of tips, but then zero financial education on myself. Like I did not invest in Migena. I pretty much went and I worked very hard. And then for the second decade, I started to work in the real estate side of the business where I was working as either an HR recruiter, supervisor, project manager, director of business development, area director, all into the Class A commercial building in New York City, in Manhattan, in the tri-state area. And then I come across this guy named Grant Cardone. For anyone who hasn't heard his name, you need to look him up. This crazy guy, he would enter these clubhouse spaces and the rooms would blow up from 200 people to 2,000 people. And he kept talking about multifamily, passive investing, generational wealth, you have to live passively. And I wasn't fascinated about what he was saying as much as I was fascinated with how these rooms would grow in number when he would enter the space. And because I love the element of surprise and I'm a curious person, I said, I need to study this guy. I have no idea who this man is. And then little by little, as the months were progressing and we were still in COVID and then coming out of COVID, I learned that he was having this real estate summit in Miami, Aventura. At that point, I was a director of business development for a billion-dollar national company. I was bringing in opportunities in our table, a voice in the room. I wanted to make sure that the company that I was representing was getting a national exposure, a local exposure, so we can gain business 
But here I am, zero knowledge about investment in real estate. Reach out to Grant Cardone on Clubhouse on a private message because I had no other way of communicating with him. You can't just raise your hand and and ask him for a link to buy a ticket in front of thousands of people because back then Clubhouse was a lot more busy. And long story short, he answers. He responds to me and he says, not a problem. Reach out to my assistant, Annie, and you can buy a ticket there. I find myself in Aventura at a real estate summit in December of 2021 by myself. And during that three day, I said, that's it. I am no longer working my job. I am going to resign. And I shook my head a little bit. I was like, what have I been doing? This ends now. And that weekend, I signed up for the real estate club where I was going to have access to grant on a weekly basis for a full year, but not only to him, to hundreds and hundreds of people that also were in the club, which already existed before I joined and was pretty much taken off. It was it was a game changer for me. So I would say that it's either Clubhouse that got me into the multifamily or Grant gifting his time on Clubhouse that got me started into the multifamily. And then once I joined the club, I partnered with someone from the club. Brad ends up pitching a deal within two weeks of us joining the club. Grant absolutely loved it. He's like, this is exactly what you do, how to make a first million in real estate. A month later, we pitched this deal in real life and I raised, collectively, we raised $3 million in 20 minutes from the people in the club. And I'm like, what just happened? I'm I'm taking pictures of people in that room because I couldn't keep up with the names of people saying, I'll put in a hundred thousand. I'll put in 50. I'll go in for 200. I'm like, okay, okay. This, no, this is not how this happens. And Brad is like, look, this is a deal. And guess what? I've got Grant Cardone as a KP to be part of the deal who wants in and it's the, the entire room just blew up. So I don't know if it found me, if I found it, but I would like to say that because I am curious, because I love learning and because I love to network, I place myself in that environment where other like-minded, like-hearted people were also present and as a result, these everlasting, beautiful experiences were created, which was another confirmation that I had made the right decision. That if for anyone who's wondering what happened with the deal, I always like to say that's irrelevant. But the message that that experience has created is priceless. So pretty much that's my first experience into the capital raising in the multifamily, how to be a GP, a co-GP learning the lingo. And I was a baby. I was an infant. I was like two weeks old into this industry. And then at some point, one month old when we were raising, it's been a hell of a journey a year and a half later. So that's a very long answer, but I get so excited when I share it. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. You were the same way when I met you at the family office club. So there's a lot of of hanging out and talking and smiling (laughs) and taking selfies. So I want to go back to you were working for a commercial real estate company, and then you went to this conference looking to gain exposure for them. So talk to us a little bit about what you used to do to gain exposure, because I think that's one of the things that a lot of capital racers are trying to do is get out in the market, get 
recognition for their company, for what they're doing. And in the process, they're educating and nurturing people. So what have you, what have you taken from the process of gaining exposure for your company for back in those days? And what have you done to apply some of those techniques or tell me about the process of getting exposure for yourself now? A thousand percent. I am that person that I don't want to say ever I paid because you never pay, you invest. I was that person that seven, eight years ago invested $500 to buy a ticket to attend a real estate event while I was working for a company. I did not reach out to my company and ask if I could attend. I found out there was going to be an event. And I said, I am going to buy a ticket. I am going to, at that time, of course, I thought buying, but right now it's investing. And people called me crazy. Well, if I am not investing in myself, I don't expect anyone else to invest in me. Regardless which company you work for, you need to believe in you as a person, because before anything else, you are a person. Then you happen to be a manager, a waiter, a hostess. Like I'm just using terms that uh, I've had, like titles that I've had working for different companies. So the exposure starts with the belief that people will feel better in your presence, that you are worthy of attending that event. At the same time, you are respecting the organizers by showing up because when they are creating these events, they are hoping for people to show up. And I always see it, Ruben, as a host cooking all day, setting up these beautiful tables and there's hundreds of chairs, thousands of chairs and a lot of space around the chairs. And then no one shows up to that dinner. And now you have this table being empty and the food getting spoiled. So now you know something is happening. You know you will benefit because you know the basics. You know there is an event that is industry specific. We are not saying you are in the real estate industry, show up at a fashion show versus here. You have to be intentional. So you need to show up because someone has already laid out that table for you. And they're giving you an opportunity to invest a seat at that table, to have a voice in that room. So the first things first, Know that you need to be there for you so you can get out of that survival mode and be into a happy mode and give that exposure for Nigana, for you as a person, then for the company that you work for. Because first and foremost, you represent yourself before you represent anyone else. And when you are confident enough that you are that cool person that can hold the conversation, it doesn't necessarily have to be that industry specific, but you showing up as a human, then that's like check box one. And then once you're in that space, shake as many hands as possible. And it's not about collecting those business cards, focus on those conversations, one person at a time, apply the follow-up art. I think that's where a lot of people fail because they go to these events and they lack the follow-up because life happens. And I love following up. I love asking people about their birthdays. I love asking people about their favorite color when I'm in those conversations. For me, it's all about the person that's in front of me and how can we make this fun? Like, why are you here? Oh, a better question is, why are you here? So I've always made it about the other person that's in my presence. And I've always raised my hand. I volunteer to be a part of many different events as far as, hey, do you want me to call people? For the next event so we can grow this event next time i love it it's beautiful 
So don't just show up as a guest. When you show up as a guest at an event, you will feel like a guest. And for the most part, guests don't feel very welcomed. Show up as if this is your own house. Own it. Work the room because guess what? Every person that's in that space is there because they also want to connect with you. You're not the only one that wants to connect with them. And as far as gaining a national exposure after COVID, and we are a perfect example of this, Ruben, the fact that we get to apply ourselves into a virtual space, raise your hand. Raise your hand for every time you hear someone has a podcast. Even if you may not be the ideal guest, guess what? Offer them your friends who may be the ideal guest because we as people don't check all the boxes. But if you come from a a place of giving, when you're constantly offering, then you will have others come to you and expose you, speak about you, even when you're not in that space. And every time there's events where you and your organization will benefit, I promise you, at that point, you no longer need to do the research where you are going to go to next. So you and your company and your business can get that, the exposure that it deserves. People will come to you with that information and they will let you know because they will want you in those spaces because they believe in the power of reciprocity on the connection, creation, collaboration. And one last thing that I will say is show up as who you truly are not who you were going to be five years from now or not where you were five years ago. Be 100% transparent. Hey, my name is Migena. I have raised X amount or approximately, but don't show up as, hey, this is Migena. I raised $50 million in two years or five years because I haven't. And it's very easy for all of us to be vetted. And I love me where I'm at. And then they lift me to that next level. But I don't never want to be in a situation where people meet me where I'm at and they put me down because they will turn their backs and they will speak to someone else and say, hey, I just met this girl and she raised X amount. They'll be like, what do you mean? I know her. She only did this. It's so easy, so easy to trust and verify. So because nowadays we love to trust, right? I love trusting everybody, but I also like to verify. So I would say that transparency is one of the key ingredients when you are into relationship building, nurturing, and never, ever, ever, ever stop following up. Cool. Because here's what I'm hearing and seeing from you is I asked you about exposure and you're talking about in a different sense where if you really want to get people to know you, it's not about marketing and getting, part of it is getting on podcasts, but really what you're saying is go out build some incredible relationships one person at a time and then add value, which is very powerful versus somebody coming on and saying, oh, you need to do this and provide this kind of message and get into the this kind of platform. Mm-hmm. What you're talking about is, hey, if people remember me because I added value to them, that's one of the greatest ways to expose yourself and your business. And that seems to be working very effectively for you. So I really like that kind of take yes. on there. Tell me a little bit about your business. So you went through Grant Cardone's program. I think you're one of the first persons, if not the first person that I've interviewed that's been on there. I've talked to them, people through that program, but I don't think that I've interviewed them on the show. And I think people are curious because Grant has a very unique style of marketing and he's got some really powerful sales coaches that are part of his program. And some people are kind of turned off by that. And others are just like, hey, I want to be part of a community. Mm -hmm. Tell me about what 
did they teach you in terms of becoming a syndicator and if they helped you with the capital raising or was that more just the network that was associated from being a part of that? I love it. This conversation can go so many different directions. This is a fact. I have the smartest mom in the world. All moms are beautiful and smart and gorgeous, but my mother is like, she's like my number one advisor, my number one critic, my number one everything in life. I grew up having a voice at every table. My opinion mattered. And when I was saying something that it didn't make sense, I was being corrected, but I was always encouraged to speak. And then you take these lessons into the future, into creating these relationships and partnerships. And then you wonder who's teaching who. You go to these spaces and you feel like, wait, these are the teaching that Grant implements, but then someone may think that he is a little bit too much for certain people. One of the most valuable lessons that my mother continues to teach me is every person serves a purpose in our lives. When you put the goods and the bads on the scale and the weights are more on the positive side, you stick to those people because you're not perfect. So let's start with that. So I am part of the Grand Cardone ecosystem because of who he attracts. Because when I met these amazing people that I now call friends and partners, they have a track record. And if Grant is attracting this caliber of people and I want to be associated with them, then I'm sticking around. And the capital raising is, I would say, the bonus. It's not what drove me to continue to show up on a weekly basis. The real stories, the struggles of every single person that was from point negative or zero into the positive, and they're there sharing this with us. These are all my mentors, and many of them don't even know this. They are the contributors. They're the ones through their storytelling that have taught me what capital raising means. And when Grant would go on that stage and he would pretty much in a supernatural way raise capital, not because he's asking you directly, hey, give me your money, invest here. Absolutely not. He is providing these formulas that are effective and they have worked. And he's not the only one who's teaching them. There's so many others who are teaching these same formulas because real estate, it's extremely simple. If you think about it, us humans make it complicated. So being part of that ecosystem, it's for me personally, it's because I appreciate proximity. I appreciate access to hundreds and thousands of people because there's not enough good people we need in our lives in order for our businesses to flourish and prosper and progress and and we can pay it forward to future generations. You don't go into these spaces, Ruben, and you are 100% on point and you have this book and say, okay, I learned about strategy and marketing and sales and this and that. Okay, now I'm good to go in the world. No, 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 no. You're always a student. You're there, you're absorbing. And then the next time it comes And they're like, wait a second, but he's teaching the exact same things. Why are you wasting your time here? Well, my dear friend, you at this point still do not realize and understand the value of relationships and networking. I'm back because I am nurturing the relationships I built last summit. And I now get to meet new people that I haven't met yet. And that's how I get that exposure for myself. It's a process. You don't feed your body once a a week or once a year and you're good. You feed yourself on a daily basis. And it's no different when it comes to feeding your mind with knowledge. And as far as the capital raising, there isn't a specific 
list of things that we go through. Hey, the first thing you need to do is A, B, C, D, E. It's more, who are you in the big picture? Are you the, I don't like that word, extrovert, introvert? I think we we both. I'm a big believer that we are both depending on the situation. Yeah. Are you the go-getter? Well, let's tell you something. If you're in survival mode, I guarantee you, you all will be go-getters because when that's the only option you have, you're going to go and go get it, whatever that thing is. But let's be, let's be a little bit more specific. You're someone that enjoys talking to people. Oh, you're a capital raiser. Well, not necessarily because you have to back those conversations with that confidence. So that person that's in front of you not only can say, I enjoy speaking with Migena, but actually she knows what she's talking about. I wonder where she learned that. And then I can go into the storytelling. So for me personally, it comes back to, do you like people? Do you get to know people constantly? Are you patient? Because it's an art. It's not an overnight process. And are you open enough to earn, to gain that knowledge and clearly earn it because you're investing in it? Or are you that person that is extremely distracted by all the noises and there's so much coming your way? This person is saying this, that person is saying that. Here I am by myself. Oh my God, I am not successful. Why am I here? No one will trust me with the $50,000. Well, let me tell you something. If you don't trust yourself with that $50,000 or a dollar, nobody will trust you. So when I go into these spaces and learning about the capital raising, it's actually something that I learn on a daily basis. I'm actually learning even as I'm speaking with you because through your questions and through my answers, I'm now thinking of something else that I could use as an approach when speaking with potential investors because at the end of the day, if you're that person that are in this game because you want to help others because you know it worked for you, then you will always win and you will always find the right people. But I don't believe that you can read a couple of books on capital raising and that is going to work for you. Because let me tell you something, you can read all the books of the world and if you don't have it in you and if it doesn't excite you and motivate you to get up on a daily basis and pick up the phone, get on the Zoom and tell people, hey, wake up, you're missing out. None of that will work, not the education, not the travel. And it will be a complete waste of time. And I don't know if people will agree with me or not, but I'm giving my personal opinion. Oh, so it's great. Goes back to Europe. And so these, these spaces are amazing because there are others like you. And you, for the first time, don't feel alone. You're like, wow, I'm not alone. There's others like me. And now there are different levels, which means I'm going to get there. And that's Ruben. And I'm looking at him and he is the one who motivates. Meanwhile, Ruben is sitting, taking notes. He has no idea that he's being observed by 3,000 other people or 300 other people. So when you go there, be 100% responsible for everybody else's fate because you play a huge role. How you show up and showing up, it's, it's okay. But how you show up, that's a game changer. So never go in there saying, I'm going to learn about how to raise capital. No, go there and learn about who you truly are as a person. And you Beautiful. stick. To that. I love it. <laughs> That's fantastic. So real quick, what are some of the deals that you've been involved with? What kind of particular real estate have you been attracted to so far? What have you been participating with? 
I have been heavily involved in the multifamily space. I love it. I understand it. And the friends that I have met, these friendships and partnerships that I have created are also very much involved in the multifamily space. And as many of us would agree, multifamily, it's a team sport. And I love collaborating versus being a sole operator. And the fact that a lot of the friends that I now trust and like are in that asset class. I also have been involved heavily in the multifamily where either as a passive investor or active investor. So I even passively invest my own money into other people's deals or actively invest in deals that we find and help close manage and then exit for being part of the group. So partnerships are extremely important. So the multifamily has been 99% of the time, the real estate I'm focusing on. That's some incredible input on the networking. Let's dive into the lightning round. I'm going to go through some questions here. What has been your favorite vacation so far? What's been the best vacation you've ever taken? Oh, wow. The best vacation has been in Mexico with my parents and my brother. 2017 it's because we waited 14 years for my brother to move into this country because of family petition immigrations laws and rules we were separated for the first 14 years of us living in this country and my brother not being able to be here so as soon as you moved here with a green card from the jfk home so it feels amazing i surprised my parents they had no idea my brother was actually in america Nice. And I give him the keys to the house, so he opens the door. My parents almost, you know, passed out. I love surprising people, so I always say my husband will never cheat on me because I'll always surprise him. Uh, <laughs> but that's been my favorite vacation because it's the first vacation we ever took as a family. I love it. Favorite book of any kind? Alexander Dumas, The Count of Monte Cristo, The Count. Oh. Count my absolute favorite, always. That's a great movie too. How much of your success do you attribute to mindset? 90% heart set, 10% mindset. How long do you want to live? As long as possible. Okay, short answer on this. Best way to raise capital from your perspective? Be yourself, 100% of the time. Can you tell me about a moment that changed the trajectory of your life? The moment when I shouted out to the universe that I will take life because life will no longer take me. Okay, so before the show, I asked you about your hobbies and you said that you love networking. What do you love best about networking? I love, nothing makes me happier than when I'm in the presence of someone that's a stranger at that point and it becomes very nice to see you again. We were supposed to meet and I get to share stories and I see them smile. Like making people smile and then throwing jokes and making them laugh and giving them that hope that, hey, you're here, you're in the right place, you made the right decision, just motivating them. Like even that spark that I get to contribute to their whys, that's why I get happy. I, I just love seeing happy people. Yeah, I noticed that at the tables that you were at at the family office club, everybody was always smiling and having a really <laughs> good time. There's no coincidence there. What would you need? Here's a Grant Cardone question. What would you need in order to 10X your business? Mm, as many amazing people as possible because I know no one can do it alone and I have not done it alone so far. Do your spiritual philosophies have anything to do with your success in business? I am grateful. I was born in Albania, raised in Albania, and I believe in God, but I'm not associated with any religions. 
Me neither. And I don't know if I would call myself spiritual or not, because honestly, until I moved to this country, I had no idea what that even meant. Mm. Other than I know that trust the way I lead, if I trust the way my heart feels and beats, then this, all the credit goes to the heart. So That's a spiritual if, answer, for sure. I, but again, I could never talk about spirituality. I don't know the lingo. I don't know anything other than I know I exist for a reason. And in order for me to honor the creators, whatever or whoever that may be, I need to honor it and give credit to to the source. So yeah. that's yeah, that's that's, that's how a, I. That's perfect. That's a very spiritual answer, believe it or not. Have you ever experienced a miracle or had a near death experience? Oh yes. When I was a little girl, I almost drowned, like like this little canal, and my mom tells me that pretty much I went from this distance to that distance, and like this lady just grabbed my little dress and like freaking lifted me, and I'm like, oh, okay, so I almost died, this is interesting. So yeah, I've had that when I was a little girl, but I don't, I personally don't recall it, but my parents uh, have, have shared that story with me. Fantastic. All right, last question brought to you by Shanna Amigo. She would like to know what impact would you like to leave in the world? What I want to, what I want the world to to continue to remind themselves and for the ones who, who don't even realize it is that we all are unique and as a collective, we make the world a better place. And individually, we're nothing but collectively we are everything. So it's not something, we're everything. So in order for you to to complete that the beautiful, as I say, bouquet of, um, of flowers or this botanical garden where there's many flowers versus one flower or many plants versus one plant, the world needs to know that you have the rights just like everyone else in the world, but that also comes with a lot of responsibility. So wake up with huge, like immense gratitude actually, and also immense responsibility. Both have to go hand in hand. If we all operated from, from this place, then there would be no need for much else or even capital raising, believe it or not. I love it. Okay, great answers on the lightning round. Thanks for entertaining us on that part of the show. Shout out to the Capital Raiser Nation. Thanks for tuning in. Please leave us a five-star review and our sponsors, pitchdex.com. Megana, how does the audience get a hold of you? I'm very active on all social medias. I also am live every day on Instagram because I have a 100-day go-live challenge. Cool. So reach out to me on LinkedIn. My website is askmigena.com because I didn't know what to call it. I said, you know what? If you have a question, just ask me. <laughs> and yeah, Excellent. and I'm pretty good at answering. So for the most part. Oh, this has been great. What a fun show so far. Any last words of wisdom for the aspiring capital raiser or networker as they scale in their business? Dreaming about doing something is not enough and deciding on those dreams is also not enough. You must take action. But in order for us to take action, we cannot take action from, from an empty decision. Start with something. And even if along the way you change the nature of that initial decision, it's okay. And it's okay to realize more than one dream at the same time. And this is where the power of community networking and transparency and honesty comes in. So you have all of these soldiers at your service, utilize them. And that means you create your own soldiers. And 
I am telling everybody, if I had no legal status and I spoke no English when I moved to this country 20 years ago and worked three jobs, there is no excuse for anyone that is born in this country or anyone who lives in this country. You are making everything possible or impossible with a few exceptions because life happens. But this morning, now leave it with this note, this morning in one of the clubhouse rooms, someone shared a takeaway. Life happens to you. Life happens for you. Life also happens from you. So, Interesting. and it's not coming from me. It came from someone else, but you need to share because your stories are not yours to keep, are yours to share with the world. So I would say just wake up with the enthusiasm, even when you don't feel like it, start counting the reasons why you need to show up in the world. And as I said earlier, you are 100% responsible for the well-being of our planet. You do your part and you'll be good. How fun. What a great conversation. I really appreciate it. I hope to see you at one of these following (laughs) events this year, perhaps a family office club, maybe in Miami (laughs) or New York. But this has been a blast. Thank you so much for coming on the show, McGinna. Thank you.